Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Um, I didn't want to come, and I don't want to be here. I'm the son of an Atlanta City police officer. Um, <clears throat> my cousin is an Atlanta City police officer. And my other cousin, East Point police officer. And I got a lot of love and respect for police officers, down to the original eight police officers in Atlanta, that even after becoming police, had to dress in a YMCA because white officers didn't want to get dressed. And here we are 80 years later. I watched a white officer assassinate a black man. And I know that tore your heart out. And I know it's crippling. And I have nothing positive to say in this moment because I don't want to be here. But I'm responsible to be here because it wasn't just Dr. King and people dressed nicely who marched and protested to progress this city and so many other cities. It was people like my grandmother, people like my aunts and uncles who were members of SCLC and NAACP, and in particular, Reverend James Orange, Mrs. Alice Johnson, and Reverend Love, who we just lost last year. So I'm duty-bound to be here to simply say that it is your duty not to burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. It is your duty to fortify your own house so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization. And now is the time to plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. It is time to beat up prosecutors you don't like at the voting booth. It is time to hold mayoral offices accountable Chiefs and deputy chiefs, Atlanta is not perfect, but we're a lot better than we ever were, and we're a lot better than cities are. I'm mad as hell. I woke up wanting to see the world burn down yesterday because I'm tired of seeing black men die. He casually put his knee on a human being's neck for nine minutes as he died like a zebra in the clutch of a lion's jaw, and we watch it like murder porn over and over again. So that's why children are burning to the ground. They don't know what else to do. And it is the responsibility of us to make this better right now. We don't want to see one officer charged. We want to see four officers prosecuted and sentenced. We don't want to see targets burning we want to see the system that sets up for systemic racism burnt to the ground. And as I sit here in Georgia, home of Stevens, Georgia, former vice president of the Confederacy, white man said that law, fundamental law stated that whites were naturally the superior race. And the Confederacy was built on a cornerstone. It's called a cornerstone speech. Look it up. The cornerstone speech that blacks would always be subordinate. That officer believed that speech because he killed that man like an animal. In this city, officers have done horrendous things and they have been prosecuted. This city's cut different. In this city, you can find over 50 restaurants owned by black women. I didn't say minority and I didn't say women of color. So after you burn down your own home, what do you have left but char and ash? Thank you for joining me today at Corbin versus the World. I am your hero, Corbin David Albaugh, here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We opened with a statement given by Killer Mike of Run the Jewels and being Killer Mike fame uh, at a press conference earlier this weekend in Atlanta in the wake of the protests and riots that have been sweeping our country. As you can see, we have kind of foregone our usual introduction for kind of obvious reasons. Can I just say I could not have picked a worse possible week to go apolitical on this show, possibly the worst timing in history. 
maybe Gavrilo Princip assassinating Archduke Franz Ferdinand and triggering World War One might be the worst timing in history. But for me personally, uh, Minneapolis and the rest of the country going up in flames one week after I swear not to dwell on the negative headline news. That's got to be an all timer, at least for your boy here. So definitely not great timing and not a great time in general. And uh, obviously, I want to spend just a little bit of time talking about this, but I really don't want to belabor the point. I told myself that I wasn't going to get carried away talking about this shit, and I'm going to try sticking to it. But let's be real, guys. I don't know how any of us couldn't have seen all of this coming. This year for our country has just been a series of completely avoidable tragedies, and we are now sitting on the ass end of all of the expected outcomes. You know, if we had leaders, actual leaders in this country, if we had systems in place, real systems, if we had a true sense of community in this country, shit like this wouldn't be happening. If we hadn't locked everyone in their houses for three months and taken away their jobs and given them $1,200 tiddlywinks to play with in the meantime, this wouldn't have happened. If we weren't reminded time and time again that there is a set of rules and expectations for us and a completely different set of rules and expectations for those with wealth and power, this wouldn't have happened. If we used our education system to educate instead of indoctrinate and condition our children, this wouldn't have happened. But we did not do any of that shit. The chickens are coming home to roost. We are an amusement park that gets a new paint job every few years, my friends. None of this shit is new. And none of this shit is Trump. None of this shit is Republicans. It's not partisan. Trump is irrelevant and has always been irrelevant. This is decades and decades of stacking layers upon layers of shit upon people and expecting them to keep buying tickets to a shit show. So I don't support violence. I don't support destruction. I don't support mindless anger unless it's Dazbog. But I do support action. And the people of this country are sick and tired of feeling powerless to change anything in this country. I know I am. I know that me talking on this podcast doesn't do shit. I know it won't change anyone's minds. Anyone listening right now, you're probably already on my team. Cool. Appreciate you. But I don't need to convince you of anything. For me, talking about this shit is how I claim what little control of the situation I have. And that's just me personally. If I didn't, I'd probably be out there burning shit too. Because I'm mad. And so are tens of thousands of people in our country. And all our system really knows how to do is punish and poke people. We don't love, we don't connect, we don't change anything. We just punish and poke. And you can only punish and poke for so long before things and temperaments come to a climax. So here we are at the beginning of the summer of fun. I truly hope we can all stay safe as we navigate through the rest of this year. So that's what I have to say about that. We will be back with jokes after this. Here's Tunes.
Welcome back to Corbin versus the world. You just got done hearing a new song by Jeff Rosenstock of bomb the music industry fame off of his surprise new album called no dream. Excellent album. Check that bad boy out. That song you heard was called scram. Next, we had the band shiner throwing us back with some grungy revival with their song. Nothing off their new album schadenfreude. And finally, we have professional British rabble rousers idols and their new song, Mr. Motivator. So just trying to give you some burn-it-down music for a burn-it-down age. So as I said earlier, my uh, my heart goes out to so many people right now in this troubling time, but I also want to give a shout-out to poor Lady Gaga. Speaking of bad timing, her new album, Chromatica, came out after being leaked online a couple months ago, forcing her to move the release date up to May 29th, which just so happened to be the day that Minneapolis exploded. I have nothing but sadness and regret in my heart for poor Lady Gaga right now. Homegirl has spent the better part of the decade priming her comeback album. She has wandered the artistic Sinai Desert for 40 days and 40 nights, atoning for whatever the fuck that Joanne album was and whatever that Tony Bennett debut album was or duet album or whatever. She did the acting thing. She did the shallow song that's going to infect every karaoke night with faded musical theater majors and their poor defenseless boyfriends who made the mistake of mentioning that they can sing on the first date and now he's forced to sing this stupid melodramatic ass song in front of a dozen drunks and a tweaker and the bar smelled like shit and yes i'm still mad about that thanks for asking anyway what was i saying oh yeah uh so she does the shallow thing the stupid ass shallow song she does the oscars you know does that thing maybe breaks up bradley cooper's marriage good for her releases some amazing return to form thumpy thump club music videos where she's back to being a sexy dancing robot alien or whatever the hell and then the entire world blows the fuck up on the day she releases that comeback album tragedy of the century gaga you will live on and hopefully so will we on the other end of the spectrum, Run the Jewels, who I mentioned earlier, shouts out Killer Mike. They are releasing their new album next week and could not have timed this better. Uh, LP, the other half of Run the Jewels, announced that that new album will be available to download for free, which is good because we're all broke as shit right now. Good thing there isn't any civic unrest going on right now or that could really snowball. Anyway, uh, speaking of celebrities weighing in on the events of the week, Taylor Swift broke her apolitical character by tweeting at Donald Trump after our president advocated for the shooting of looters, uh, which I'm sure you might have read something about. She tweeted, quote, we will vote you out to Trump after posting a long condemnation of his statements on the social media platform. So it goes with the balance of the universe. As I relinquish my burden of politics, Taylor Swift steps up to the plate to pick up my slack. Thank you, Tay-Tay. And trust me, you don't want to fuck with Taylor Swift. Her social media fan base is the fourth largest army in the world. There's two things in America that you do not fuck with, and that is the Church of Scientology and Taylor Swift fans on social media. If Biden does win in November, this was all because of Taylor Swift, and I do not give a good goddamn what any political expert has to say about it. Shove it, James Carville. I say it. Therefore, it is true. In other news, Maddie Healy of the 1975, my favorite band in the world, was also driven off the internet earlier this week. Hooray! Except not really. After an ill-advised attempt to weigh in on social media about the killing of George Floyd, he tweeted a condemnation of the police force and the All Lives Matter people, along with a link to his song, Love It If We Made It, which, once again, as I mentioned on last week's show, is a fucking in a car, shooting heroin, selling off his British, British song. You know, that song. Since I guess he felt it fit the mood. I don't know the thought process in that. Maybe fucking in a car is some sort of British slang for racial injustice. I don't know. I don't listen to Oasis. 
not a Wembley Pimbley Brit. So whatever. Can't really fault the guy for trying to make an attempt, but that's me and social media is social media. So predictably, people got mad. Big shocker. Did the harassment thing, drove him off Twitter. I wish I could relish that, but I can't. If we're going to run Matty Healy out of town, let's do it because his music is butt. Not because of weird, hot, quasi-selfish takes on social media. You got to expect that kind of shit from Matty Healy because, you know, he is Aldous Snow and all the types like that. So that's just yet another hollow victory for me. I take no joy in it. In less amusing social media harassment news, the band Black Dresses also announced that they were disbanding after extended harassment of the band. Black Dresses were a very exciting up-and-coming electro-noise duo, definitely leaning more toward the noise than the electro part of that statement. Uh, Not for everyone, for sure, but I liked listening to that music because I like music that hurts, so I really enjoyed them. Uh, One of their songs called In My Mouth, which recounts the singer's story of sexual abuse, ended up becoming a song used for dancing memes on the social media platform TikTok, which, just saying that sentence, ages me 10 years. Obviously, the band was not wild about that. After issuing statements condemning the use of the song, they were set upon by the great unwashed hordes of social media and sent harassing messages, death threats, the whole Stephen King misery nine yards. Shortly afterwards, the band released a statement saying that the band was breaking up and that all of their music would be taken off streaming platforms so it could not be used for TikTok reasons anymore. So yet another happy ending thanks to toxic fandom and yet another reason to go back in time and strangle Al Gore in his crib so he can never invent the internet and save us all from the pox of social media. For what it's worth, neither band member has dropped off the musical map entirely. Uh, Debbie McCallion, one half of the band, is still making music under the name Girls Rituals, uh, which is very good, very much in the vein of Black Dresses, and Ada Rook, the other half, runs an Itch.io page for her self-produced video games, as well as just releasing, literally just read about this like an hour ago, uh, releasing a new solo album called 2020 Knives, which is very much in the spirit of the times. So just in case you wanted to support them, uh, you have those avenues to go through. Anyway, here are some more tunes. Uh, This next song is by my buddy Matt Reuter out of Denver and his cool new band called Wayback Ruth. They have a new EP out called Butts. And it's a nice little slice of weirdo surf rock. You can find that on Bandcamp for the low, low, low price of three bucks. So remember to support your local artists, you nerds. And now it's tune time. This is Lip Split by Wayback Root. Tom 
she pulled out a dagger and went through my heart Well, I've got a couple of slick things to say to you All this time with hands in our pocket She pulled out a dagger and went through my heart Well, I've got a couple of slick things to say to you
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing Lip Split by local Denver group Wayback Ruth. Next, we had Heavenly by the artist Alien Tango. And finally, we had Melenas, M-E-L-E-N-A-S, and their song Primer Tiempo off their very, very good album, Dias Raros. Just a friendly reminder that if you dig on my tunes that I play on the show, be sure to check out our stream on noco.fm, curated by yours truly, playing the best music of today and the greater Colorado area. Like I said, got to support them local underground artists. Now that we're back, let's talk about the opposite of that. When we check in on Corbin versus the world's favorite power couple, Elon Musk and Grimes, as they continue waging their two-person power trip on our country and media. For once, Elon Musk has found himself in a positive light as SpaceX successfully launched a manned rocket capsule into space, dubbed the Crew Dragon, because, of course, to help resupply the International Space Station. The shuttle launched Saturday from Kennedy Space Center in Florida and made contact with the Space Center on Sunday after 19 hours in orbit upon its return to Earth later this week. It will be the first time America has successfully sent humans into space in nine years since we discontinued our NASA program and the first time ever that the trip was funded and produced by a private company. So thanks, capitalism, I guess. Well done. This would have been amazing news if this had taken place literally any other week. Once again, poor timing seems to be the ruling theme of the day. Sorry, Elon. Hopefully next time you do something that won't get you made fun of, it won't be during a time of national unrest. In the meantime, just stay off Twitter and you'll probably be just fine. Have another kid, name it Epsilon Dance Dance Asterisk Revolution, throw a few more people into space, maybe sell some more Teslas, become the father of modern space travel, call it a good life. Hey, one and done. Not to be outdone, Grimes is also making waves in the music and art world as she debuted her latest art show called Selling Out. A little bit on the nose, but okay. And you can view that online at galleryplatform.la if you're into overpriced art like I am. A majority of the work centers on a figure called War Nymph, which, if you're familiar with Grimes and her whole aesthetic, is basically just a manifestation of that Blade Runner anime angel baby that seems to find its way into all of her visuals. The piece is intended as an exploration of humanity's continued development through the use of AI and cybernetic enhancement. Another sentence, which just aged me another further 10 years. This is, of course, a favored topic of Grimes and Elon Musk, who have always been kindred spirits in weirdo futurism. Uh, one of the big highlights of the exhibition is a legal document that, upon, quote, best offer, will give the purchaser ownership of a piece of Grimes' soul. Not making that up. You know, because the show is called Selling Out, and when you purchase a piece of music, you're also purchasing a piece of the artist's soul, and whatever. You get it. Like I said, pretty on the nose, but I'm not expecting too much subtlety from someone who collaborated with Jimmy Uren for Mindless Self-Indulgence, which, for the record, the Uringer remix of Kill vs. Mame is very, very good. Don't mean to sound dismissive. I don't love Mindless Self-Indulgence. Love Jimmy Uren. But I'm sure the real question, burning a hole in your brain, as it did mine, is can I actually legally own Grimes' soul through this contract. This has obviously been a dream of mine for years, not necessarily owning Grimes' soul, but just owning a soul in general. Uh, the legal document in question is available to view online, and I did take a cursory glance at it, but unfortunately, I am not really qualified to speak legalese on this show. So, to answer the question of whether the purchaser is actually entitled to Grimes' physical soul, I have contacted my brother, who is mostly qualified to talk about these things, because he's nearly done with law school and trapped at home with me and has no other choice but to do this shit. Haha. <laughs> so, to settle these legal questions, here is my brother with a new segment on this show called All Blah and Order. Hello, everyone. My name is Corbin's brother. On the question of whether you could actually gain title to a portion of Grimes' soul... It just made the puff. Oh, that's fine. Just ignore it, because you're not going to... It, it it's not going to manifest as much in the actual oh, recording. Okay. Yeah, it, it's but like those headphones are also kind of shitty. Okay. So, yeah. Hello, everyone. My name is Corbin's brother. On the question of whether you could actually gain a title to a portion of Grimes' soul, the short answer is almost certainly no. 
The slightly longer answer is that, fortunately, an individual signature on a document that purports to be a contract does not always create a legal bond. Now, were that not the case, the time that six-year-old me signed my inheritance away to Corbin in exchange for the last bottle of Sunny D would be a truly sad tale. One of the many reasons that something that would otherwise be a legally enforceable contract would instead amount to nothing more than a worthless piece of paper is something that we can call the Joke Offer Doctrine. The Joke Offer Doctrine holds that an obviously absurd offer that no reasonable person could conclude was an actual serious offer cannot be binding in any way. This principle of contract law was made famous by the case Leonard v. PepsiCo, wherein a man attempted to sue PepsiCo on the basis that its failure to convey him a Harrier fighter jet in exchange for his 7 million Pepsi points amounted to a breach of contract. I advise all listeners to go and read this case and its accompanying advertisement. It is a genuine monument to the indomitable stupidity of man. Now, regrettably, the court held that no reasonable individual could have concluded that PepsiCo made a serious offer, and as such, there was no contract to have been breached. In the case at hand, given the inherently unserious nature of conveyances of soul portions, as well as Grimes' own statement that this is an art exhibition in legal clothing, a court would very likely find that there was no contract formation and thus no ability to gain legal title to Grimes' soul. Of course, as any aspiring dirtbag lawyer knows, just because a client's claim would fail doesn't mean they can't still try to sue. So, in the event that you manage to outbid all the eccentric millionaires in Grimes' stands for a portion of her soul, just know that you could still sue in an effort to take actual possession of the soul. In the process, you'll waste tens of thousands of dollars, but you'll end up in the pantheon of frivolous lawsuits, where each year a new crop of weary law students will read about your case and engage in the time-honored tradition known as Laugh at the Schmuck. All right, well, that certainly answered all of my questions. Thank you very much for your time, Griffin, and fuck you for beating me in Mortal Kombat. Here's tunes.
esfuerzo por los hombres en guerra, por las mujeres que cuidan la siembra. Por un segundo mis piernas reclaman el suelo que quema. Por un segundo mis piernas reclaman el suelo que quema. Por un segundo mis piernas reclaman el suelo que quema. Por un segundo mis piernas reclaman el suelo que quema. to Corbin versus the world you just got done hearing Busca Bola in their song NTE off their album Regresa next we heard Angelica Garcia and her song Karma the Knife off her album Cha Cha Palace and finally we had Sotomayor and her song Quema Q-U-E-M-A off of her album Origenes so friendos once again, we come to the conclusion of this episode, the capstone of a very regrettable week. can only hope and pray that things will begin to move into a more positive temperature, more positive tone as we progress through the days, through the weeks. Um, I will remain cautiously optimistic, but as we all know, things can change on a day-to-day basis. So I will be here on a week-to-week basis, trying to make things light, trying to make things fun, trying to give you guys some new tunes, find your your new favorite song, doing everything I can to be the hero that you deserve. So in the light of that, make sure to check out my Instagram at Corbin versus the world and to follow us on social media at Noco FM on Instagram as well. Follow me on Twitter at Corbin D. Alba. And as I said earlier on the show, Make sure to check out our music stream at noco.fm to check out all those fun undiscovered artists and all those fun undiscovered Colorado musicians as well. Let's all support each other, grab hands, and walk oh so confidently into the cannon fire that is 2020. With that said, I'm going to leave you with some more tunes. I've got tracks by Bulbul, B-U-L-B-U-L, track by Blood Orchid, and a track by Water Strider to close us out on this particular show so i hope that you have enjoyed it and i hope to have you back next week and be sure to check out all the other episodes of our show in our backlog so friendos i'm gonna leave you with those tunes hope you appreciate it and i appreciate you bye-bye Oh, my God.
This has been a production of NOCO FM.